Welcome to the Gaming Trend Podcast, the official podcast of GamingTrend.com. My name is Anthony Shelton, and tonight I am joined by our Twitch star, Adam Moreno. In this podcast, we talk about the latest games we could get our hands on, games that are backlog we should have played a long time ago, and games you must play this week. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a little negative. I don't want to. Yeah, man. But the stuff we have to talk about today, uh, it just it doesn't make me want to say nice things. Okay. I've got I've got positive things to say. It's all fine. It's great, all fine. great. So here's what we're gonna do. Microsoft had their presentation, so we're gonna talk about that, and then we'll talk about Forspoken, and then to end things on a high note, Adam. You're going to tell us about Fire Emblem Engage because, man, I just got that in Gamefly 2 and I am ready to play it. I just need to finish some of these early other games first. So, with that said, let's start with the Xbox of Bethesda Developer Direct. First time Microsoft has done something like this. Very state of play, very Nintendo Direct feeling. 30 minutes, gone, stuff. How did you feel about it? Um, the actual event itself didn't didn't care all that much. It's it did seem like a Nintendo Direct where it was just like, here are the things happening now. Where like let's showcase what I did love about all all of it. When I logged into my Xbox today, it gave me a list of games that they announced, games that I can download now, and games that I can pre-download. And I just went and I was just like, oh, well, that looks cool. I saw that yesterday. I'll click on that. And I just started downloading games. It was the most efficient way of showcasing what they have going on and what's coming up. That was the best part of the showcase. In my opinion, was the after the showcase, what they did for follow-up. Yeah, absolutely. That was... I Efficient was... It's a great word. I, to have something drop the day of. Yeah. Fantastic. That's. And they showed it to us. We didn't have to go and look for it. No. The criticism has been on Microsoft. Y'all ain't releasing nothing. So they went to Tango and was like, yo, can y'all like, can y'all like release this for us? Like (laughs) the day we do this? Anything. Anything. We Boom. Just, we're we're here cheering for you. We want you to succeed. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like take our money. Out, we not out here console warring. Like I want Sony to succeed. I want Nintendo to succeed. I want Xbox to succeed. So and Hi-Fi doesn't even look bad. So I haven't played it yet, but it looks all right. It's I want to try it. Yeah. Whether I play it or not yet, I'm, but it's downloaded. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna play it after I'm done with a, a few other games, but uh, I mean, it looks decent enough to be like, hey, there's this new thing we're doing. Boom. I also play preloaded, it. pre-downloaded Atomic Heart. I pre- oh, you did pre- that? Yeah, I, I pre-downloaded it. It comes out in February, like mid-February. Yeah, but they I guess had it, it there, and I'm gonna forget about it otherwise. Yeah, that's true, so and like, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, but I got, I got some stuff to say. For sure. Yeah. I, what was your favorite? What did you like most about it? I, I'm going to be honest. 
when it came to the games, none of them are games that I'm like, I have to play it. They're oh, really? all games. Yeah. Okay, it's one of those things. Like I have, I have a very specific grouping of games that I play and types of games that I play. And would like, any of them have to do with star Wars. I'm just curious. I would love if any of them have to do with star Wars, send them my way. Like okay. Xbox, I'm begging you make a, <laughs> make like make a big move, make a bold move. Do bring me back. Republic commando mm. style of halo Microsoft make it happen. But yeah, it was, it was one of those things that I was watching it while I was playing other things because I wasn't, ex- I, I didn't remember that it was happening. And then all of a sudden, like I get all the alerts from YouTube, from my Xbox, from, you know, gaming trends, discord saying like, it's happening now. And I was like, okay, well I'm, I'm kind of playing other things, but I'll watch it. And nothing was like, I have to get this now. But everything was like, oh, that's that's going to be enjoyable when I get around to it. They only showed, what, four games? games? Three games? Something Three? like that. Three? Minecraft it was, it was Legends, a... Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. Redfall, and Forza 4. Didn't they, like, didn't they, like, sneak peek something at the end? I don't remember. No. I, well, if they did. So I so I watched it from Games, GameSpot stream. Gotcha. And they, they had cut the, to, yeah, they cut the to something party. else. So yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe there it was, just, maybe it just continued it. on. And I ended up at a, at a weird extra trailer. Well, no, cause here, I'll just, I'll just play as it goes, as we talk, but like we, this is like the official, like boom, cut off, nothing extra after. So there's my legends. I don't know. If if there was something dropped afterwards, I don't know. I did. I missed that. It's fine. And if there was, apparently it wasn't big enough because yeah, I haven't seen the news about it either. It wasn't important enough to actually talk about. So there we go. I guess the I guess Minecraft Legends is the closest that I got to like being excited because it looked different. But I didn't play any of the other Minecraft side stories, so like I didn't I didn't know of anything about it. Um, but it looked interesting. I liked the idea that it was kind of this weird, like on its own thing where it was just like, we used Minecraft, but it's not Minecraft. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do not like Minecraft. Uh, it's not that it's a bad game. It's just not my bag. I'm not one to drop into a place and be like, Hey, do whatever you want. I, I need structure. I you need want objective. a goal. Yeah. I, yes. I am a task list cross offer. I need that. And Minecraft is terrible at that. It does so, not have that. No. But then Minecraft Dungeons came out, and I love that. Minecraft Dungeons is fantastic. Objectives. Yes. But I mean, it's also a looter in the form of Diablo. So, But even though it's Minecraft and it's fairly simplified, I still thoroughly enjoy it. So the fact of Minecraft Legends, Minecraft Universe, I like Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, I'm interested. I want to try it. It's this strategy at game. <laughs> I guess I guess it's an action game. Action I strategy. I, but the I, fact I, that I, there's so yeah. many players you could play with and strategize with, that, that seems like it's going to be a lot of fun as a co-op game. Yeah. And then it incorporates different Minecraft elements. Like, you know, when you're building a base, for example, you can almost do whatever you want, which is very Minecraft. 
So as long as you got the resources, you know, people could go grab resources. People could go fight. People can build. That is very Minecrafty. Go do what you do. Whatever (laughs) you like to do, go do it. And also PvP at the same time. So (laughs) PvP and PvE. I love the concept. PvE, multiple characters. It's people are going to like it. Yeah, I think so. That and Forza. That was pretty much it for me in terms of what I was interested in. I was interested in Redfall until I saw this. And I was like, I'll play it. I'll probably have fun with it. But uh, it's pretty generic overall. It's it's not what I would expect from Arcane. So, yeah. Okay, so here's my overall thoughts on this thing. Okay, give it to me. What I found interesting about this is that what I I felt I felt underwhelmed after I watched it. I felt unsatisfied. I was happy to see some more Minecraft Legends. I was happy to see Forza. It was exciting to know Hi-Fi Rush came out day of and I could play it. That's all cool. <laughs> and Redfall, a little not what I expected it to be. But, or I may not expect it, but want, I want more from it, and it, it doesn't look like I'm going to get that. So I left unsatisfied, because at the end of the day, what I wanted was a roadmap. Because we gotcha. don't know what Microsoft is doing after this. So it's like, okay, you showed us Redfall, you gave us a date. You showed us Minecraft Legends, you gave us a date. You, you had Hi-Fi Rush, it's out. Hey. But then you got Forza Motorsport 2023. Wait, why didn't you got a date? <laughs> why, why, why is it the only thing that you showed and it ain't got a date? Because they just want you to know, hey, we're still working on this thing. I mean, my goodness, right there in the video, they're talking about uh, the point of the video is telling you how we're making this. Like these are, this is what we're doing with Forza Motorsport. Yeah, that kind of sounds like y'all really ain't got that much to show and you really don't know when this thing is coming out. So we're right along with Microsoft. I don't even think they know when these things are coming out. And I don't know if that's because they are allowing the developers to have the leeway to stretch things if they need to, or if it's because, as we have really found out with 343 and all these layoffs and stuff, Microsoft is just a little too loose. Yeah. And I am erring on the side that Microsoft is a little too loose. Yeah. That's the way it seems to me. It seems like they have like, here's what's coming out. And then they go, oh, oh, that's not done yet. Oh, we, we thought that it was, we, but, but, but didn't you, okay, we'll just, we'll just tell them that we're working on it. And when you get closer, you tell us and we'll make a big deal of it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm sitting, here going, like. I'm sitting here going like, cool. It's one of those things for me personally, I was never good at these games. The closest I got was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. And like, I, I like watching these games. I like the, the community that plays this game. 
but it's one of those things where it's like i didn't have high expectations so when they didn't give a date or like there are some of these games that i'm just like okay if i don't have high expectations i i'm not really gonna care when it comes out when it comes out i'll 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 care about it so like stuff like this where it's just like i don't need to care about this i don't have to like it for all intents and purposes it doesn't exist yet and this is true i look at it and it looks beautiful Beautiful. like this it looks it looks ready it sure does look ready to me clearly something's not ready (laughs) right so and it's something that we don't know (laughs) and we probably won't know until maybe never so i look at this and go okay why did you guys put this in there well one of the things i said last podcast was I wonder if something's going on with turn 10 because we haven't heard from Forza in a long time with all these layoffs and stuff and all this upheaval. Hey, is turn 10 okay? Okay, I guess turn 10's <laughs> fine, but apparently not fine enough to where we can get a date for something that you showed alongside everything else that had a date and one of them came out. So I don't know what we're doing here. I think to your point, it just feels like, hey, Microsoft... We're ready. You guys ready? Okay, we'll have something in the next. We'll we'll have something together next week. Oh, okay, fantastic. Like no, that that's what it feels yeah. like. I'm not saying that's what it is. I know that's not what you're saying, but that is certainly what it feels like. Here's the thing, too. Uh, Microsoft's fiscal year is July 1st to June 30th. All right, so in January we got something. High fi rush, great. February and March. We ain't got nothing at the end of quarter three. And then to start Q4, we got Minecraft Legends, April 18th. And then we have Redfall, May 2nd. Great. What's going to happen after that? As soon as this ended, they should have announced, here's the Starfall presentation. Because we know they said they're, they're going to do that. But as soon as this ended, there should have been a tweet out or something press release to let us know hey the starfall thing is coming because we still want to know what's coming this is microsoft's biggest critique right now y'all ain't got no games all right you showed us some and you showed us some when they're coming out and you don't know when but the other stuff can can we get that can we get the full roadmap of this they ain't got the problem that playstation and nintendo has they got different issues microsoft where's your stuff I feel like they're not good at reading the room right now. No, I I think a lot of that has to do with just like the disconnect between the I don't whoever the main people are and their fan base because it seems like they're making active choices to do things that the fan base and like the community in general are like we we don't care about that. Like we don't want we don't we don't need you to say that. We need you to say cuz I was it yet last year that they were like, "Well, we're thinking about buying these other companies and like to to, you know, produce their games." And I'm just like, "You can't. You're not putting out things now on the on the on the groups that you do have." Yep. Why are you thinking about buying more? And it seems like it's it's an arms race. Instead, like I don't think I don't think Sony and Nintendo are treating this like an arms race. They're treating this as in what can we do to provide IPs that are popular and yet 
like original. Meanwhile, Microsoft is treating this like an arms race of like, well, we need that. 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 And all of them are Xbox exclusive. Meanwhile, Nintendo's like, well, we just released Fire Emblem and that's the biggest game we've had since Pokemon. And everybody <laughs> really loves us right now. Which was like, you know, four weeks ago. Yeah. And so like, it's it's not like Sony or or Nintendo, I almost said Pokemon. Sony or Nintendo are, are struggling with putting out content. It seems like this is just a Microsoft problem. And it always has been. Yeah. This, this has always been Microsoft's issue what i've realized is microsoft is very good at services they're not good at software windows being the exception and i guess microsoft office in some in some regard <laughs> otherwise my microsoft 365 what is that a service uh windows kind of acts like a service now in in some yeah. ways um you have and and now Game Pass. What all of a sudden that they come up with that idea and it's a service and it's working. Microsoft has never had this software thing down. Skype sucked. <laughs> that was a thing for a little bit. Ugh. Now it's not. Doesn't need I used to be Skype in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need it anymore. It's been years. It's still on computers when you download <laughs> and put in windows you don't need it one drive eh, it's okay uh i don't think, I've ever think of any other OneDrive. software huh i don't think i've ever used one drive yeah i don't think i've ever once it boots up every time i turn on my computer i've never yeah, used shut it. that thing down it's just a waste <laughs> of resource but they are trying to compete with Amazon and Google as well. So I know their competition extends far beyond what PlayStation and Nintendo are doing. However, you are Xbox. You're supposed you to be a competing. gaming company. Yes. And it's fine. I get it. You're under Microsoft. And so you need to incorporate some of Microsoft's identity inside of it. I get it. I don't have a problem with that. But you're still games and you need to have the games and so what they're doing now is okay we're just going to absorb a bunch of people who can make games because we aren't good at it and we never have been good at it don't forget uh halo that wasn't developed originally just within microsoft like that wasn't microsoft's idea and bungie came to them and was like yeah let's, no they bought bungie and they're and Halo was already in development. So the, even that really wasn't directly from Microsoft. The stuff with the coalition that they're doing, the initiative, that stuff directly from Microsoft, not doing too hot. 343, not doing too hot. So great that we got something this time. But I want to see a roadmap. Live services, they give us roadmaps. They don't always follow it completely. It's live service. It changes. We get it. But at some point, Microsoft needs to go, this is what's happening. We and just so want to be have... communicated with. We just want to have any type of communication as to what the future holds because we've paid $500 for this shiny new Xbox. And honestly, the most I use my Xbox for is Madden. 
and streaming services. And you have a PlayStation 5, right? I have a PS5, which I have on my desk right here. I moved the Xbox to the other room so that I could have the big TV to watch all my streaming services on. The PS5 is here, and I use it on a daily basis. My Switch. I use the Switch OLED on a daily basis. Xbox is just, there's nothing bringing me there unless my friends are like on a Friday night being like, hey, can, do you want to play Halo Reach? <laughs> Not even infinite. Not even we, infinite. We we're we're playing Reach still. Yeah. Uh. Well, I use my. I don't have a PlayStation Five, so I use mine quite regularly. And I would just because I prefer when Microsoft does put out games. I I do prefer their games. But and if I had a PlayStation Five, yeah, there's just there's more to play on there. There is currently more to play on the PS Five than the Xbox, and, and that's- there. There is an argument. What's PlayStation going to do this year? We don't really know yet, but, but I I'm not worried. Right. Because you know they're going to have something. When it's time to show something, they will have something. Exactly. And they will have at least what feels like a roadmap. Here, Forza 2023. We need a date for that. If we don't get a date for Starfield. Don't show oh. us the second game that we don't have a date for. I don't even know how I would feel about that. Like, I know how I would feel. I don't know how I would react. So, well, all right. Either way, some short thoughts on the games. Redfall, I feel to be not Arcane's best work. They they said they have put their heart and soul into this game. Um, it doesn't look like it. Not because it looks bad. It actually looks fine. It looks fine. Okay, I want to make that very clear. It looks fine. Okay? Looks That's beautiful. what they're going to put on the box. It Look, looks fine, gaming it looks trend. looks fine. <laughs> but it doesn't look unique. Like, I look at this and I go, okay, this isn't a Left 4 Dead-like. We got that clear. Okay, so now I'm looking at this from like a Borderlands perspective. And... I'm like, okay, what are you guys doing differently? What is Arcane? Where is Arcane's touch here? I see it in the graphics. I see it in the stylization of everything. I don't really see it anywhere else. You have a four-player court where you're shooting vampires, and they do a little different things, but then it's a shooter. You have action skills. You probably have some sort of skill tree. You upgrade stuff, and... You move on. That's what you. That's what you got for us, Arcane. No, it feels so generic. I feel like what they did with Dishonored was interesting. That's fair. you couldn't incorporate some kind of that into this. Like that's more of your identity. Now here, here's where I'll interject just for a second. I feel like this comes down once again to expectations. Me. Uh- Zero expectations for this game. Had no idea about this game before, I think, the last time that we we saw a trailer for it. I had no expectations. Dishonored, I played the first one, never played the second one. Not like, you know, I it, it, the expectations were very low. So I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm just like, wow, this seems like somebody that had expectations for this game. They, you know, it sounds like you you saw this and went, okay, this is what I want. 
This is what I expect. And when they're not hitting those marks, you're going, oh, well, this is kind of disappointing now, isn't it? But everything you're saying makes sense from a fan perspective. And that's what Microsoft is having to rely on is a fan perspective. Because if you don't know what you're signing on for, you're not going to buy it. You're not going to get Game Pass to download it. You're not going to do all that kind of stuff. So if the fans are going, well, this isn't meeting expectations. And then the non-fans are going, well, it's not drawing me in. Then who is this? Who are they selling this to? Because you're not interested as much as you were. I'm not interested because I never was drawn into it. Who is this going to? Like, what? where is this? Where is all of this coming to a, a, an end? It's going to have to, at the end of the day, this game is going to have to be amazing at launch to be able to counter just the negative reception that it's gotten so far. It, does that make sense? Yeah. Has the consensus been negative so far? I haven't looked online. From what I've see. seen, from what I've seen and from what my friends are saying, no one's interested. Interesting. I, it, I have not looked comes, at anybody's. It all comes down to, to 2023 is full of a lot of games. That's fair. And, and at the end of the day, if you're spending $70, are you going to spend it on something you don't know all that well? If you don't have Game Pass, I've got a friend who refuses to get Game Pass. Refuses. He will never get Game Pass. So every game he buys from Xbox is the $70 game. And his thing is like, if I'm not interested, I'm not paying the $70 for it. Yeah, that's fair. And like, if you're not interested in this game after, what, four trailers now? You're probably not going to be. I had zero expectations for this, though, because the only thing I understood was, all right, this is not a Left 4 Dead-like. So <laughs> they've, they made compare, you know, they, they said it was a four-player co-op thing. They made a comparison to Borderlands. You have my ear now. But I wasn't expecting it to be so similar to other things. That is what threw me. So it's not like I went into it thinking this needs to be oh, at the level of Borderlands and this needs to be the level of Destiny or anything like that. It was That's simply cutting. what is Arcane's <laughs> touch on this? I don't and see And you can't see it. I couldn't see it. That's from so a sad. gameplay perspective, it just felt like every other four-player co-op-y type of thing. I, I guess I guess we'll just we'll we'll all circle this back and say we hope this game is good. I do, I do. I still want it to be good. If it's not, our expectations are now super low. Remember, I did start my thought on Redfall with I'm probably gonna play it. Yeah, and I'm probably gonna like it. Sure. Because it's not, it's not, it doesn't look so far outside of what I expect from a four-player co-op first-person shooter that I wouldn't like it. It looks like I will play it, and I will like it, but it doesn't look special. Tinfoil hat situation. Let's think about this. Could this be a Sonic the Hedgehog movie situation where they go in and they just show the worst parts of the game? So that everyone's expectations are super low going in. So when they play it and it's amazing, everybody's like, holy crap, game of the year? 
It doesn't foil hat. I need people to understand when I'm saying <laughs> it doesn't look bad. I'm just saying it does not have. Yeah, you want it to, yeah, want it to have that difference. Maybe you're going to see it as soon as it launches, and and and, and then you're going to be. I like, will Holy give it crap, that game of the I year. I will give it that. Yes, I, I it won't be game of the year. I know that. <laughs> you can see the look. I've <laughs> been following I, games long enough. You can look at it. a trailer yeah. and decipher no, quite a few gonna. things. Yeah, we can listen to the developers and catch catch those key words, <laughs> yeah. decipher what they actually mean. We yeah. we know, we know. Yeah, Elden Ring, this... we knew from the trailer. Oh yeah, we knew from the oh, yeah. trailer. I don't even like. Elden. I don't even like Soulsborne. I don't even I like. like I, I, I don't think even I like want to play this. But I I don't think Redfall will be bad. I just don't think it's an exceptional difference. I feel like. It's a wasted moment for Arcane. I always, always like when developers, word. I support developers who go out and do different things. Sure. Rocksteady with Suicide Squad, for example, instead yeah. of sticking with Batman. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But don't lose your identity in the process. And the only thing Arcane I'm seeing out of Redfall is the stylization and the look. <laughs> the look of it. Maybe the way the guns shoot. After that, Borderlands could have the abilities that this game has. Destiny could have the abilities this game has, right? There's there's nothing that goes, mm, only Arcane could come up with something like that, right? Deathloop feels very Arcane. Other developers could do that, but not like Arcane. This does not feel... This feels like anybody can do this. And that's what I'm disappointed in when I talk about Redfall. Does that make sense? It's... Yes. Okay. You know... I think that you was know the best the, way I said it. You know the backlog. You know Arcane's history. You've played those games. You understand what they're... They're like... The, the Ratatouille strawberry scene. I wouldn't say I'm like, like that intimate with Arcane. More than I am. Okay, okay, but you know, I, I'm I'm probably gonna play it. Forza, I'm really excited about. Just I just think Forza is, looks beautiful. Forza no, looks beautiful. That's all it needs, besides the physics. I mean, it's a it's a sim, so it needs to it needs to look beautiful, and it does. I'm ready to play it. I wish they had a date on it, so I at least could put it on my calendar and get ready for it. Hi-Fi Rush, I'm interested in that. That looks interesting. Uh, the whole thing in a beat all all so fun fun story actually in high school i was notorious for accidentally doing things on rhythm so i would i was i i was a drummer for a very long time uh pretty dang good at it uh and but what i was known for was my timekeeping i was very good at staying in the pocket i was i was pretty on cue with that wasn't the best like fills and stuff <laughs> but i can hold the pocket real good and every once in a while i'd just do stuff and you know you got that rhythm in the back of your head from after you know rehearsing a song or playing a song or something and i just do something right in rhythm with it wasn't even thinking about it perfect so i had this symbol cleaner and it was called groove juice and so my friends started calling me groove juice stop <laughs> 
This game right here is my groove juice, okay? You do everything in rhythm. You attack in rhythm, you dodge in rhythm, everything is in rhythm. I feel like this is my spirit game right here. Let's I'm looking go. forward to playing it. I've got it downloaded because they had it there right after the showcase. I mean, and, and, I, and I'm sure for you, it was like, oh, this just looks interesting. Let me download it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I was a drummer as well. So I completely oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I was drumline, all that kind of stuff. So oh, it was one of those go. things where it was it, anything with a beat. I, uh, I'm all automatically on board. So same. It's uh, it, it was an easy, it was an easy, easy sell for me. And then Minecraft Legends. And then Minecraft Legends. I want it. I want to play it. Be, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's it'll Minecraft. Fine. It's an it's it's yeah. an interesting experience. Very very thoughtful use of the Minecraft universe. I appreciate it. All right. Let me talk about video games. Oh no. Like actual video games. So I was I was expecting David and Noah to be on this podcast. Um and you got I, me instead. No, no, no. This <laughs> you were gonna be on it too. You were gonna be with us. So I I was I was hoping they would be here too because I would love to hear the reactions to be. Um Talking about Forspoken. Oh no! Um, I've never seen a game so divisive from the get-go. Like no you either love this game or hate this game. I don't know why it's divisive. <laughs> Under no circumstance should anyone, including our wonderful illustrious david flynn who gave it a 90 out of 100 no that's i don't know how you come to that conclusion i liked mass effect andromeda <laughs> like sometimes you mass effect like andromeda games. is not forespoken oh no i've not played it so i don't know i'm just i've I been know. seeing so much and it's I making know. me so okay. sad i'm gonna i'm gonna be fair to it though i'm going to be fair okay. to it let's go in my fairness, though, there's some pretty intense criticism. Okay, so <laughs> number one, I called it on the watch list. Okay, if you if you watched last week's the watch list on YouTube, gaming trend videos. Okay, I I put it on the watch list because it's a new IP. It seems like the action and all that was very interesting, unique. I wasn't sure about the story. Okay. When I put things on the watch list, it's because I think you should play it. Okay. And in my opinion, I had a lot of caveats with Forspoken, but I thought we should give this game a chance because it could have things that are very good. Which at the least, like at the minimum, at least you're supporting a new IP. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's bare saying. minimum. We, we want should, that. Try it. We want you, new we IPs. Want these. We don't want the same thing over and over again. Absolutely. So Continue. That's exactly my thinking. That was exactly my thinking. Because there was a lot of caveats <laughs> as I was, I was talking about it. Okay. And the, I said, if you were expecting Forspoken to be a triple A game, you were expecting too much. I called it a double A game. Okay. Wow. From everything that I saw of it, I was like, my analysis of this is that this is not a triple-A game. It looks like one, but it, it will act like a double-A game. Oh. And I was correct. 
<laughs> from top to bottom. I nailed it. It is a double-A game. I just didn't expect it to be as bad as it is, though. The only reason why I'm still playing it is that I'm wondering if it gets better. That's it. Otherwise, I would have stopped playing a long time ago. I'm not reviewing this, okay? I don't have to play this. You're but. being Stockholm syndromed into continuing for Spoken, hoping that it gets better by the end. Very, very much so. So Aww. you know, you know how certain Japanese games, Pokemon Arceus, for example. Did you play that? I did. You know, like the first like hour and a half, almost like a glorified tutorial. And you're yeah. just waiting for the moment to break out and be able to free roam. Do anything by yourself without yes. Navi popping up. Listen. Yes. Pokemon Arceus starts like that for yeah. two hours. Yes, two hours. So you're waiting for that moment. That's what Forspoken feels like right now. I'm within the first two hours. The first hour I spent trying to optimize the thing. We'll get into that later. Oh, no. But right now, it's so handholdy. I haven't gotten to the point where I could just break out and do stuff. But it uh, enunciates all the flaws of this thing. And it's one of those where it's like you see it early and it's like it can't get any better. You know, like this is the identity of the game. Like what you're seeing is what this game does. The storytelling is awful. Oh my gosh. Like I'm not even great at analyzing stories and this is just bad. I'm talking about contrived scenarios to try to create drama. For example, this isn't a spoiler. They say it at the beginning. Frey's apartment burns down because she gets involved with this gang and they wanted her to do something. She didn't do it. And so she escapes from them. They find her, burn her apartment. When her apartment is burning, she's asleep. She wakes up and has flames all around her. Okay, already interesting. Okay, not even like cough, coughing like heavily. Just a little, <laughs> and then gets up. She needs to find her cat, okay? Understandable. I would also but go next, after my pet. Next to her mattress is the bag of money that she needs to get out of the state or wherever she wants to go because she saved up this money for a very long time, and this is her ticket out of the situation that she's in. She needs that bag. And so when she Does gets she up, get the bag? She, she says, I need to find the cat. I forgot the name of the cat, but she needs to find the cat. She gets up, walks past the bag, looking for the cat. I'm like, why would you not grab the bag while you look for your cat that you could carry in the other arm? Mm. That sort of stuff is stupid. They can, within the first two and a half hours, there are several of those kind of situations where you have to suspend your disbelief so much in order for this to make sense. It's bad storytelling. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm not even going to get to the other one. I'm just going to move on. Really awkward technical design. I'm not, it's, it's usually difficult. If you're doing it right, it's difficult to hide some of the technical things that go on in a game. Sure. Loading screens, things like that. In various cutscenes, here I need to I need to start playing this gameplay so you just start seeing this stuff. Um, oh, is it going to show up? Oh, okay, there it is. Uh, in various 
scenes. There's one where she's talking to a council of elders, basically, okay? And in this conversation, there are several moments where the screen fades to black and then simply stays in the same scene when it comes back in with a new person talking. As if the idea of, like, cutting the camera angle is too much for the for the programming to handle. It 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 you have to I think you have to see it to understand it. I don't now know. Now let me I'm... ask is that does do do the consoles have the same problem that the PC does with that? I would imagine so. This looks like a a situation that it's this is across the board. This isn't like um what's the word I'm looking for? Um performance issues. It's the, it doesn't oh. look like a performance issue. It looks like I don't know if I can find it. Hold up, because it's 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 so awful. Uh, no, this okay. No, it's not a, It's not in this video that I put in. But uh, with that said, yeah. So you're like talking, and literally within the same scene, somebody else starts talking, and then they want to focus on that new person who's talking. So it fades to black, and then it comes back in. And now the camera is closer to the person who's talking. That would drive me insane. It's ridiculous. I'm like, why can't you just cut? <laughs> like, just do a hard cut to the person. I don't, I don't understand this. So it's one of those things. I'm like, there has to be a technical reason why they're doing this. I don't know what it is, though. It doesn't make any sense. So there's that. Um, all right. Let's talk about optimization now. It's not optimized on PC. I... Sure, it plays wonderfully on PlayStation 5, but this plays worse than Watch Dogs Legion, and that one was pretty bad as far as optimization is concerned. Okay, here are the recommended specs for this game, okay? I don't know how much of a computer person you are, so I don't know how much sense this will make, but Windows 10 64-bit, okay, pretty standard. I have a 64-bit system, okay, Windows 10. Uh... Intel Core i7 8700K, 3.7 gigahertz. I have... Already, I can't play that. Okay, well, yeah. This would destroy your computer and give you a reason to buy a new one. Uh, Mine is an i7-9800X at 3.8, 8 cores. All right, I'm good. You're good. 24 gig RAM. I have 32. I'm good. You're good. Uh, GPU, it recommends an RTX... For recommended uh, 37 at 8 gigs. All right. I don't have that. I have a 2070 at 8 gigs. That's why those cutscenes did that. <laughs> I don't th- I don't think that's a performance. <laughs> I think that's built in the game. Okay, but the 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 minimum requirements say a GeForce GTX, not RTX, GTX 1060 with six gigs of RAM. Which you have for that. I have more of that. I have an RTX 2070. 150 gigs of available space. It's on I it. I have that. plenty of that. I got a, a Samsung Evo 870, one terabyte, brand spanking new, hardly filled SSD. More than fine. Good. I cannot run this game at 60 frames per second at 1080. I have to put everything at low for it to kind of run at 60 frames per second. I mean, you can see the footage right here. This is my raw footage. It is jittery 
I was wondering because I, I I saw David's footage. I watched all of David's video when he posted it, and it did not look this bad. No, it did not. This is like I thought that it was like my internet connection was stuttering it, and I was no. like, well, that would that would mean no. that Anthony would also be stuttering. Like this is this is the recording you did. Yeah, stuttering. It's so on like, low settings. This the the default low settings. Uh. At 60 frames per second. All the tutorials. You've had like 17 tutorials. <laughs> just in in like this... just the like 30 seconds the... that we've watched. You've had this is a bear. It's gonna attack you. It's like, really? This bear that's already jumping at me is going to attack me. Oh. So one thing I do appreciate, they they drip feed you different things that you can do. So it doesn't overwhelm you. Because there are some games that just throw everything at you. It's like, sure. you can do this and this and this and this and this. All right, go play. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I don't also I also don't have a problem with this either. It's just, it, it, over time, it, it feels more obnoxious. Because there are a little yeah. bit of systems. I feel like they could have combined a couple of the tutorials together. But uh, But that's how you know. That's how fairly complicated... The system can be once you get used to it, it's all right. But yes, so performance-wise, this is it's it's not great. People who have much better systems than I do are having trouble running this at sixty frames per second, even at ten eighty. So, do you think this is like a Batman Arkham Knight situation where like the PC version was just not built correctly compared to the console version? Because the 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 main complaints that I have seen are coming from PC players. There are not nearly as many complaints coming from the console players. I absolutely wonder that. I wonder if that's just the situation where it's just like it's just not. It wasn't ready to be on PC yet. And you wonder why they didn't give out PC codes. Yeah. This is why. This is why. The demo came out the day it came out. This is why. So. It would also make reason why David's, you know, review is so positive is because probably if this game, other than the, the story thing that you mentioned at the beginning, it seems like the game from what I saw of his footage looks good and plays well. It's just, this is not the same game. Like, this does not... Like, the, the choppiness of, of what you're showing me here is just underwhelming, to say the least. It's abysmal. Like, the bear the bear doesn't look good. No. Well, again, I'm running it on low in order for it to I, perform decent. It's still what you're having to do to run the game when you have the specs that are recommended. Like, it shouldn't look this, this way. Bes- besides the GPU. But even stuff like, why is the recommend or, uh, or yeah, why is the recommended a uh, thirty series already? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? That's ridiculous. The game All was right. supposed to come out in twenty twenty four. I get yeah, sure, and I'm supposed to have that spent. You know, five hundred dollars on a new GPU yeah. already. Yeah, you can course. do that, right? Yeah, sure. So, the last thing I'll say about Forspoken is. Uh, I oh, I needed to bring this up about Microsoft too, but I'll start with Forspoken and I'll go back to Microsoft. But there is no reason for Frey to be black. <laughs> like, as a black person, 
this is pitiful. Like, this is not good representation. She did not, it's not accurate or it's not thoughtful. If you're going to do actual representation, it needs to be accurate and it needs to be thoughtful. This is not, she is a girl in a world. This, she could have been any girl, okay? Her scripting is awful. It is, she sounds like every other white character in every other video game like this. There is nothing unique about Frey herself, which is disappointing because I'm like, yeah, cool, a black character. Appreciate that. Nope. It's basically an avatar with, yeah. So, you know, and I'm not saying I like stereotypes. Okay. Again, it's a fine line when you start talking about representation and because you, you don't want to go into stereotypes, right? I don't want that. Yeah. You wouldn't want that. No. So this though, doesn't do anything. She's just there. You got to be able to find that line and luminous didn't even try in this it is literally what do we do uh well we could have a black girl okay let's <laughs> she's from new york no kind of new york accent uh they didn't go with a new york accent of any sort no no she's oh. just a girl who talks and mind you the voice actor i forget her name she does a fine job voice acting the character Right, all the voice acting is is fairly decent. It, it, it's it's not bad. That's good to know. It's it's just there's no direction to it. Um, you know, she's a black character who grows up on the streets, is in jail, in and out of jail. Yeah, heard that one before. That's that's great. So you want to talk about stereotypes? Boom, they hit that one on the nail. So there's that. Uh, again, I mentioned the scripting. Just bad dialogue. It's bad dialogue terrible direction it's not the voice actor's fault it's none of their none of the voice actor's fault it's terrible direction she cusses more than marcus phoenix okay yes what do black what's the difference with black characters they cuss a lot that's what this feels like (laughs) that's exactly what this feels like i will say the uh, one one slight positive from all this the the vocalist that they got to sing for the composition is phenomenal yeah i i interviewed the the guy for you can see that video on gaming trend as well um gary he he told me about it and she like she sounds phenomenal she does i'm very concerned as to why they didn't kind of like put that into the character as well but i i guess choices are made and that's the choice that they went with and here we are Choices are made, and they're not good ones. They're not good ones. Um, oh, boy. I completely agree with David Flynn, the writer of the review, uh, about the music. Super generic. Uh, there's, there's nothing combining the, uh, the culture <laughs> that she should come from. Which is so interesting, because like listening to it without playing the game, I really liked the music. Well, it was listen, just like when I mean, you're the music is fine you when know, you're playing like, it with the game i guess it's like you're it's it's all underwhelming yeah yeah like the music itself isn't bad it just yeah. has no character with or spoken sure so he brings up david flynn brings up the the title music where it's got a little beat to it you know uh with 
a mix of this typical fantasy music yeah. you have. I I like it. I, I like the title music. There's nothing else like that in the game, which gotcha. is which is odd. It should. Given that's that what I'm saying. This game really just does not have much of an identity, which is really disappointing. So, um, so yeah, like. <laughs> I wish I could say something positive, but like no, there's, I, there's nothing to say. I don't. I, everything it's, that it's I'm awful seeing, representation. Like, yeah, this wasn't for the culture. This wasn't for nobody. It, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, yikes! So sorry for spoken. Hopefully, for spoken to is better. I, I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah, because you the, have the gameplay. It's not responsive, and I don't know if it's because of the performance is messing with my ability to do things, but you have to left, left click in to sprint, left click and B to do your super sprint, which also allows you to automatically dodge stuff. Not very responsive. I do think some of it was I was mistiming something, so I, I don't want to uh, okay. judge it too hard. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Might have been your like, error. But also, yes, yes, but also, I don't feel it's as responsive <laughs> as, as I would want it to be. Because you're you're essentially free running, right? Yes. yes, yeah. So that needs to be responsive. Otherwise, you get Altair flying sideways when you're trying to go up. <laughs> exactly. All right. Last thing I wanted to mention about that Microsoft conference. We are aware Microsoft has been trying to, you know, be more inclusive. Am I correct? Am I correct in this assumption? I, I would say that you were correct in that assumption, yes. Okay. I don't normally look for these things. Um, but it just popped like red paint on a pure white wall. There were zero black people in the Microsoft Bethesda Direct. <laughs> zero they did that whole presentation where they like walked through the developer studios and like the camera angles and different people working on the game and playing the game and testing the game and talking and doing all of that stuff not one there's probably like six asians and one of them was tango gameworks and then everybody else was white and to me like I, again i wasn't going into the conference looking for it like i was i was just going in i was trying to watch the games and I was like, man, this intro. Where are all the black people? <laughs> I've seen press conferences with black people in it for Microsoft. Like, what is going on here? And to me, it felt like, so my wife likes to tell me I need to do things sometimes. And I need to do them. And so I'm like, I'm gung-ho about it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. So I do it for like three weeks. And then I get lost in the stuff that I typically do. Sure. And then she's like, hey. Like what you doing? You gotta you gotta do this thing. That's what that's what this felt like. Microsoft is in a position now where they're like, oh, we gotta do this thing. And they just forgot. <laughs> they just forgot about this quite important direction. concept that they were trying to go for. Yeah. It's like just gone. Just completely oh, gone. Boy. And I'm like, okay, like I get it. I get it. But uh y'all gotta be no. I'm not gonna say do better. Because uh, y'all just got to stand by your word. 
This is what you said you was going to do. Did I actually expect them to do it? No. Because I've seen these companies say this stuff all the time. Yeah. But it, it was so blatant. I just couldn't help but see it. And oh, well. I, it matters to me. Yeah. I just don't go looking for it all the time. Sure. Like, I didn't yeah. go into it looking. How many black people are they going to show? They just didn't show any. And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, yo, y'all messed up on that one. All right. Yeah. Enough of that. Let's talk about something a little more positive. Let's do that. Yeah. You played Fire Emblem Engage. Playing. Playing. I'm oh, you were still, playing. I'm still working on it. Still working on it. They Tell gave it to us. Uh, they gave it to us the day of launch. So, uh, oh, you know, yeah. you know how these things can get, um, from what I'm reading, there are 26 chapters. I'm currently on chapter 16. Um, so okay. I'll, 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 I'll say this. I started my fire emblem journey with three houses. I had never played a singular fire emblem game. The only fire emblem that I knew were Marth, Roy, Ike. From Super Smash Brothers. From Smash. Okay, so you're one of those so people, and that's I fine. Was, I was one of those people, and I, I am, I am very aware. After that, I played, um, away, uh, Fates. I played the first two game of Fates, so Awakening and Rebirth, Awakening and whichever one the bad storyline is. Yeah. Um, and then I went back and I played Ike's storyline as much as I possibly could before getting agitated and going back to Three Houses. <laughs> um so i knew going in that based on the trailers based on the goal that they were trying to do that this was going to be a let's try to combine the fan base of three houses with the fan base of the originals and try to put it all together okay i then in preparation listened to a 15 hour fire emblem retrospective talking about every game since the first time all the way until three houses what is the history of fire emblem so that i could go in knowing who these characters are so that i could see why they're important the coolest part of this game is indeed what they went for which is these freaking emblem rings so you get the as you go along you get these things called emblem rings. And inside of these emblem rings is one of the ancient heroes. You start off with Marth, who I thought was a great person to start off with. Began the series. Was it the first one in Smash Brothers? No one knew anything about him in, the, in America unless you knew Fire Emblem. Uh, it, I really like the characters which was something I was really excited about with um, having played three houses for over 300 hours. Um, you know, the, the characters were, were what draw, what drew me in. It was the, the sweetheart characters, the more like rough and tumble that you have to kind of break down to be able to, to love. Um, you very early get some characters that you can extremely like latch onto. Right. Um, the, the, the game itself is much more linear than Three Houses. There are no, as of right now, I'm only on chapter 16, 17 now, um, there are no big choices. There's no, 
are you going to choose Edelgard? Are you going to choose the church? Are you, which house are you going to teach? Which kids are you going to recruit? There's none of that. You recruit everybody that you meet. You get all the places that you go. You do all the things you're going to do. It's a very linear storyline. I don't think that's a bad thing, especially given that for Three Houses people that, that started their Fire Emblem journey with Three Houses, that's not the norm. Like, I played Fates. I know how straightforward the storylines generally were. I think that the interesting thing with Engage is because you have the emblem rings and you're meeting all of these ancient heroes, it's going to pique the interest of the newer fans to either go back and play the older games or for them to do what I believe they're going to do and they're going to do remakes using the newer engine. Because as of right now, if you told me that they were going to remake Fire Emblem 1, which was, I think, Fire Emblem technically 4 in America, it was like the whole labeling system was wrong. Uh, it was uh, um, 7 in Japan. The first one they released here on the Game Boy Advance was yeah. 7. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so I feel like they could very easily start transferring some of the older ones and remaking them, have like one of their like offshoot branches of publishers working on that stuff with this new engine and it would sell because i saw a statistic today where this is the first game since pokemon scarlet and violet that nintendo released that outsold scarlet and violet that and old, so that outsold pokemon yeah it was it was it wow. was the first thing that has reached the benchmarks since scarlet and violet mm. so the the first big big game that nintendo's had since then which is only what two months ago yeah um <laughs> i'm really enjoying it i i think that something that um it took from the fates games that i played was there are some characters that you really lean on early on that at a certain point they're not useful anymore you have newer mm -hmm. people, you have more powerful people, you've got new classes, you've got... The thing that was a little different for me is that because I had 300 hours in three houses, um, I was used to being able to dismount from cavalier characters and flyers. I was used to kind of like every weapon having the ability to attack every other weapon. This one goes back to that triangle that classic Fire Emblem triangle. And it makes it a lot harder. Yep. So I'm playing, because I wanted to try to get through it, I'm first playthrough, casual playthrough. Not not looking for the hard, hard difficulty. <laughs> and even then, I'm, I'm struggling at some points. So one of the things that they added, uh, they've got the normal storyline. I don't want to spoil it for people. The storyline is 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 what it is. It's I think it's sweet. Um, but there's a thing where you basically, you can battle other players. You can battle NPCs. And you get, you know, XP based on who survives. So there's one where you have to three battles back to back. And if someone dies, they're done. Like, you don't get them back for the next round. And I played, I tried it for the first time because you have to wait until chapter 11 to even unlock it. Mm. And I played it and I was demolished. <laughs> I was absolutely 
demolished because not only do you have to think about what classes your characters are their their base class you have to think about what emblem ring they have and how that changes mm. their class because so for instance you get um uh byleth at a certain point you get emblem byleth and emblem byleth literally takes whatever class you have and gives you the legendary weapon from three houses so that works so if you have an archer it's going to be an archer if you have a axe it's going to be an axe if you have a sword it's going to be a sword mm -hmm. meanwhile if you have a character such as um uh ike as soon as you get as soon as you emblem engage almost like power ranger style emblem engage with ike you get his hammer and so you get like this really heavy weapon and like you're can, you can train them for proficiencies with that weapon. So you could give Ike to a healer and let the healer learn axe combat, sword combat and healing combat and make mm. them a different group. It's crazy because you can take anyone and make them anything because you have them emblem rings. They did not provide me with the DLC, but I bought it anyway because one of the first DLC characters you get is Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri. They come in what they're calling an emblem bracelet because they're not part of the 12 emblem rings. They're like a side shoot. So Tiki and then the three houses characters are both different bracelets. You can actually gain proficiencies in bow, axe and lance with just teaming up somebody with edelgard oh and so i gave that to one of my healers and i was able to make them into a like i think it's a mage knight and so they oh. have the ability to be on horseback have the ability to use a sword and have magic Nice. so there's so many different ways to play this game the replayability for me personally i feel it's going to be the same level as three houses because there are a ton of characters that i'm just not using right now there's just so many of them and so it's a matter of like well do i need another archer right now because i would have to get rid of this person they've been here since the beginning and i you know they're still mm, you know yeah. they're still you get able those to, attachments you get i i've been, i've gotten attached way too much to some of these characters but it's it's a lot of fun and i was really worried because i was i was like how are they going to live up to the hype of three houses are they going to be able to marry the fandoms together with the original and the the new um and i think they did a good job uh the story is probably the only thing that like i could knock a little bit and that's because alier is like perfect at everything mm. so her it's it, her story is not someone who's struggling to be good at something and like wants to lead people and all that kind of stuff. She's very good at everything. <laughs> and just like everybody wants to be her friend. Everybody wants to like team up with her. So like, you don't have to work to like recruit people like you did in three houses or you did in, in fates. You, you really just show up and you get more people. Mm. Um, the cool thing. And this will be like the last thing 
that I have to say because I don't want to spoil everything. But like you get these like side quests. So you know how they have prologues for like a bunch of different things. One of the, the like I guess you would call these prologues are with the emblem rings, they tell you their story in a way. So like Lynn tells you, well, I grew up in this, this reminds me of where I grew up. Um, I was trained by this. I was trained by this. And again, it goes back to me thinking this would be very easy for them to go. Cool. We're making remakes. All these characters <laughs> that you're meet, you're meeting now for the next 10 years, you're going to have every year. We're doing a side story every year. Like I, I would, I would eat that, eat that up. Um, because I've just, I've fallen in love with the, the combat system. I've fallen in love with the, the art style um it's just phenomenal like I, i'm having a great time um i'm not going to give it a, a review on here uh a, a score on here but i i'm really enjoying my time and uh i'm trying to trying to make sure that i'm i'm experiencing every aspect of this game and there's just so much to it what are you, what are your concerns about it like what are, what are some things that you go uh i wish i wish it was this or you know, anything along that. Nature. I wish the story was a little less linear. Um, and I know that that's a yeah. fire emblem thing. I know that that's like a, it, it is historically a fire emblem thing that it is a storyline that is very normally very linear. Um, I, I wish that it was less. This is the main character who's great at everything and everybody, everybody wants to be on her team. And now you're facing this big, bad evil and like, that kind of thing and there are some twists and turns that are that are pretty fun or pretty interesting but there's never a time where i'm sitting there going oh i'm i'm worried okay yeah it, there's there's always this vibe of like we're always gonna pull through <laughs> and like i even in the even in the moments where it might be a sad situation it might be like a oh that really sucks situation there's never a we're losing situation <laughs> yeah. um i'm 16 chapters in and i feel like we're winning pretty pretty intensely <laughs> even though even though things are supposed to be like not great right now we're we're pretty doing well um so i think that's my thing coming from a a three houses first went back perspective um i wish that there were just a little more choices that you could make i like that byleth was kind of a silent protagonist other than what you chose to let byleth say you don't choose what Alier says. She just says what she wants to say. Yep. Um, and I think that's the norm. I think like Corin was like that. And, and I think I, you know, Ike was like that as well. So I think it's just for new players, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a whole lot about a lot of lore that you didn't know. And now you're going to know it for the old <laughs> players. I think, um, from the conversations I've had with some friends that are big Fire Emblem fans, they're enjoying this one a whole lot more because of the level of difficulty. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of different ways to play. If you don't want to deal with any of the talking, you don't have to. You can just go straight through the map and keep playing straight through. You never have to go to the, the base if you don't want to. I find myself going back after every mission just because I, I like the 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 relationships and the bonds and the yeah. the all that kind of stuff. But you can do that from the map as well. So really the only reason mm. you're going to Somniel, which is the the island, 
um, is to, you know, boost people, buy weapons. Another thing, weapons don't break anymore. It's amazing. Um, I'm trying to remember if weapons broke in the past. It did break in Fates. Um, I think... No, I think they... uh, I think they diminished in some way. Because I I remember having to repair them. I think it was just you had like your bronze, your steel, and you know, your, your different, um, uh, metals version. I don't, I don't think they broke though. Regardless, they, they, this one doesn't do that. The only things that do oddly enough are healing weapon, healing items. So your psychic, your, uh, mage and your heal spells are all with these, the rods and they do break. Yeah. So after 15, I think it's after 25 for the the first one, 15 for the second one, 10 for the third one, uh, they just yeah, break right. and you have yeah. to, you have to buy new ones. And I'm just yeah. like, okay. yeah. that sounds I, familiar. I, I, I want a healer that could actually heal, please. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the cool thing that I've, I've really enjoyed about it is, is the emblem rings giving opportunities to characters who may or may not be able to, to live on their own merit. Sword people can become sword and something. Cavalier people can be cavalier and something. And it's all because these emblem rings and these emblem bracelets continuously are doing that. And they do have um, DLC planned for quite a long time. I think they have five DLCs planned uh, if you get the season pass and the first one comes with the Edelgard bracelet and then the Tiki bracelet. And both of them are very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Very helpful. Yeah. Lynn for Lynn is my favorite fire emblem character. She, so she is, you, you talk about, yes, no, that's the thing. She starts with a sword in fire oh, okay. emblem. And then I forget what the circumstance is, but she eventually turns into, I'm, I could use my bow or my sword. So watch out. But, um, and she's a critical hit monster. <laughs> she is in this as well. Good. <laughs> um, Each of them gets super, super like supers. I, I don't know what they call them, but they're they're basically supers where it's like a big attack that they do. So hers is you the the character engages with her they get this cool new outfit kind of thing for three turns and for lens she does this like she pulls back this giant bow and releases five arrows at once that all nice zoom at it it's it's killer it is killer but in fire emblem seven we'll just call it that (laughs) she is that she is that perfect hero yeah she comes from a small town you know it's invaded by uh, the the kingdom for and I forget the reason. It's been a long time since I played it, but you know she she she's the one holding everything down for the people. But what was interesting though, even through seeing that the harrow the the harrowing moments, you know, losing your characters, seeing other characters go away out of your control. You know, uh, they even had chapters like a and b so if you did specific things you could have an alternate path very star fox 64 you know kind of thing (laughs) where if you did this thing you could unlock a different direction 
Um, and so I, it didn't, it didn't bother me that you bring it up. And now I realize I'm like, yeah, I guess Lynn was kind of like that. Like very, just like, I got this. I'll figure out yeah. what to do. Everything's under control. But I think I don't mind that because I am still interested in all the story out around Lynn. I'm what's definitely happening. more interested in what's happening around her. The The difference between Lynn and Alier is Alier is literally a god. Oh, like, yeah, like she's literally oh, okay. like you. You find that she's out in a... the first five okay. minutes. Oh, okay. You find out, yeah. You find out in the first five minutes. She's she's literally a god to yeah, most okay. of these people, um, and so <laughs> like that, you. I've really fallen in love with the the princes and princesses of the other kingdoms around her because their characters all have sub characters that are interesting alongside them. And I'm sure for like classic players who are going to play in the style where you where once a character is dead, they're dead for good. Yeah. The amount of characters is going to be very helpful to you. Yeah. Um, because I will say, I think in the, I've played 16, 17 chapters now. I've done six paralogues, a relay, and then a few like skirmishes to get extra money because money is hard to come by in this game. Um, I've lost always probably, been. <laughs> I would, I would have, if it was original if it was the like classic they die for real i probably would have lost six characters by now mm. just because there are some times that you are overwhelmed mm -hmm. and you are swarmed and there is nothing but just hanging on for dear life um and that's something i did not experience in three houses um there was never a moment where i i don't think in any of my playthroughs i lost somebody mm. Um, and that's, you know, thinking about it, it probably should have been a little harder. Um, but this game, like I'm on, I'm on the easy mode compared to all three of them. Like I'm on the easy mode and like, I'm, I'm struggling. And so it's, it's a learning process for me coming from three houses. I'm sure for people that are coming from your perspective of like, I've like, you've played the other games. Um, it's going to be kind of a, a breath of fresh air to like, Oh, this is what I was expecting from the last game, and now I'm I'm playing it again here, and now it's mm. but with the the fancy new look and the fancy new doodads and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it looks it looks beautiful. Like the game looks great. Um, I'm really I'm really happy with it so far. It's I I I feel bad for the people that are playing for Spoken and a bunch of the other games that are out right now because I'm like, oh, you guys are struggling, aren't you? Hey, One Piece Odyssey is actually kind of decent. To be fair, I've been playing that also. That was pretty. I don't decent. know anything about One Piece, so neither do I. But I wanted to try it because <laughs> it looked interesting, and hey. everybody always tells me you should get into One Piece. Okay, maybe this will be the avenue that I get. It looks decent. I got Fire Emblem Engage in my Switch right now, so I am very excited to play it. It's great. Uh, something that you th that might help you the the class the way that the classes work in this and it, it's it's very similar to Fates. You have the base class and then you level it up to twenty, or you could just switch them whenever. But like yep, I leveled yep. them up mm -hmm. to twenty. Yep. And then you change them. There's a character you get at the very beginning, and I kept sitting there going, "Why is it taking him so long to level up? Like everybody else is level up to like seven, mm. and he's still level one." 
-hmm. it's because he starts at an advanced class he's an older character like he he's an experienced yep. fighter fire so emblem seven there. there's that character named marcus oh. and yeah he was he was a paladin and a beast and, and i think this guy i i don't think he's a paladin but he he he's a uh axe wielding cavalier ah. um, and it's just like you I, I was so confused <laughs> and i was sitting there going like I was having to teach Manuela in three houses how to do everything. Like she was a teacher <laughs> and I was having to make her go into her advanced <laughs> classes. This one, it's like, it comes with that. And, and those master seals, you better use them wisely. Cause you don't get a lot of, <laughs> all right. I'll keep there are that a in lot mind. of characters and, and master seals are hard to come by. Can I tell you a, a, a quick story and then we'll, and then we'll end about marcus and the paladin okay. my first playthrough i think i'm in I, I forget how many chapters there are in fire emblem 7 but it was one of the later chapters and it was a grueling fight all my characters were low and getting to the boss and all my characters are just dealing a little bit of damage it's one of those bosses that doesn't move they stay yeah. in their throne and so i was having my archers everybody's around them yeah just putting in work Lance throwing all that stuff. Anybody who had long range just doing damage. What doing enough damage though? So it was taking a very long time. And it was one of those levels where if you complete it in a certain amount of time, you get to unlock something else. So I was like, all right, I'm approaching like turn 20 or you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, all right, I need I just need to finish this guy so I can do it. So I send Marcus in, and he's already beat up from some of the other fights. So I send him in. And I know I have the advantage. I have I have the advantage. What no. I did not expect, though, was that the armor was as strong as it was. So I had the the weapon advantage, but it still wasn't enough. Ugh. So I was so he didn't have much left, but it was enough to survive Marcus's attack. And then he swung back. Ugh. Screen goes black, and I'm like. <gasps> You're crying now. And... I remember it. <laughs> like it was so sad, and I was like, Marcus. "That's the thing. They they do such a great job with these characters, and like, I, I there are so, there are some that I feel bad for not using, and it's just like I I guess that's part of the experience is like when you're playing it with the the people can die, you're gonna lose some troops along the way." And uh, so they give you a lot of troops, but I can't, I can't imagine some of the people like you're talking about Marcus. Like if, if something happened to clan or Fram, those are two of the characters you meet at the very, very beginning. Yeah. If something happened to them, I, I, I don't know what I would do. I think I would reset my game. <laughs> uh, I, would... I tried to, I tried to restart mine. I was like, no, I don't want to lose Marcus. And I then, you know, it. obviously it just replayed the exact same sequence. <laughs> when I restarted it. And I was, so I had to watch him die twice. And it's even so, worse at that point. Yeah. So, uh, but, but it felt so like movie, like, like, yeah. this, you know, like it, it felt supposed to happen almost. It's very cinematic. It was, like, it was all almost poetic at the same time, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's what fire emblem can do with you. So when you play on your new playthrough and you do it with, with the, uh, the, the permanent People loss, can die. yeah. Yeah. Permadeath. Do it with 
new characters. Like, don't use the skins. Use new characters because, you know, you've already used the other characters after you yeah, beat it. Yeah, so I don't can, have... You know, I can yeah. keep them safe. I can keep them secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, and it doesn't feel the same, like, if you were to lose yeah. them. Because you've already played through it. You already know what's going to happen and all that. Like, you, you've had... You've seen the design. You've done... So when you use new characters, you can change your strategies a little bit. Things change. You know, you get to know them a little bit. It's... Oh, it sucks. It's going to be great. But it's, it's going to be great. great. <laughs> all right. It's going to be great. That'll do it for us. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. Game of Trend Podcast. Adam, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Signing off. Deuces.